Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Grow Landscapers podcast. The podcast where we delve deeper into landscape business, interviewing legends of the UK landscaping industry. So, join host Nick Ruddle as he explores their thoughts, insights and experiences. That's here on the Grow Landscapers podcast. Hi and welcome to the Grow Landscapers podcast. I'm Nick Ruddle and today we're here with Alice McCauley who runs an amazing business called TMA Consultants. How are you doing Alice? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Um, as I spoke to you just earlier before we go, went live on here, you know, I first came about your company because I'm uh, one of the judges for the Pro Landscaper Awards and I was blown away literally by the, 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 the standard that you set in your business. And, and, and I think it's the first time in my all three years of me judging those awards that I've given 100% in every single answer to every single one of those questions. So I thought, well, you know, who, who better to, uh, to get in on the show to see you know, how they do it and see what, what words of wisdom you can offer people, because obviously what you're doing is is really, really good. And I see that with all the entries in those kind of awards, but yours really did, did stand out for me. So it's um, really nice to hear. I mean, the, the caliber of um, people there was, was really high as well. So that's really lovely to hear. There's some massive names in there, weren't there? Really, it really is. And, and and those awards are getting more and more competitive every single time. The harder and harder to judge every time you have to judge those, you know. Competition's so, uh, a good thing, though. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? it so, does, so, obviously, it does. so you've won Pro Landscaper Awards before, uh, we, and you've also did, got your, yeah. your Investors in People gold accreditation as well. So, obviously, you've got to do quite a lot. To, to get to that kind of standard a lot of hard you work have, to get to that you have and you've got to you've got to maintain that standard as well especially mm-hmm. with the gold investors in people award um we first got accredited i think probably around seven years ago now and so we you, you decide which standard you're going to go for so obviously first time around we just went for the investors in people award um and we passed that and it was a real achievement because we've always had aspirations um, of the type of company we want to be and we've led um, by example with those and, and value and invest in our staff very heavily and really pride ourselves on being a good employer. So it was 
it was almost, you know, confirmation for us to, to be able to achieve that. And, and then you get assessed, reassessed every three years. But between those three-year intervals, you have um, sort of mini assessments as well. Mm. Um, and on the th- three-year expiry of our investors in people, we got, um, we got told that we should go for the gold, which was quite nerve-wracking because it's, yeah, it's a big lot. step up. Yeah. Um, and when we managed to achieve that, and then on reassessment for the third time, we again achieved the gold. Um, and as I say, it's, it's not a small feat, and it's not something that you, you can just sort of do and then put in a drawer either. It's actually becomes part and parcel of your organisation and, mm. and the way that you run things and mm. and, and um, part of your culture, really, in, in that respect. And, and it keeps you... It's nice as an employer as well because actually it makes you answerable to something. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying there, it's, yeah. it sets a standard by which, you know, as an owner of a business, you you have to work within the parameters of and you have to achieve and it pushes you to be a better manager and a better employer. So yeah. I, I really value the investors in people accreditation. Yeah, it's a brilliant framework to because, you know, you start day one with a blank piece of paper. How do you become a good employer? I think it's great because it gives you the roadmap. The, right, you've got to have this in place, this in place, this in place, this in place. And you can't just sort of think, oh, I've done it now. Like an ISO, sometimes you can sort of leave it on the shelf and think, OK, well, I've, yeah. I've done with that. Um, whereas with, with this, you've just got to live and breathe it every day. And it does hold you accountable, you really do. doesn't it? Yeah. Right. And most of the assessment is is done throughout sort of interviews of your staff. Yeah. So, you know, it's that culture that then comes across to the assessor and you can't fake that, you know, you no. have to, you have to live and breathe it. So yeah. 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 No, from it's the it's a good mouth, thing though. It's really good. Yeah, brilliant. It's really, really good. And uh, keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. Um, Definitely does. Okay. So how long have you, well, obviously you've been in the business, you came into the business. Um, just give us a little bit of background of where it started and when you came in. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been working in the business for 21 years this year. Um, and I started when I was 17, so you probably work out how old I am. Um, and um, when I joined the company, the business originated as a um, tree surgery firm. It was my father's tree surgery firm, um, then back then called Tim Moyer Tree Services. And um, we had a couple of gangs and, um, and that predominantly did tree surgery. Um, but when I left college, um, as a lot of people that leave college do. I was a bit sort of, um, I just didn't know where to, what to do, where to go. I also struggled with confidence in regards to interviews. And so my dad was moving into the realms of consultancy and needed some sort of administration and CAD support. So he said to me, why don't you come and work in the business for three to six months and, you know, answer the phone and do some administration and get something on your CV and and get some confidence to walk into an interview with actually some experience in the real world. So I said, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I can do that. And and, and now I'm still here. Yeah, um, running the show. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you know what? It's been it's been a real journey because it's and a, and a privilege because I've been able to help grow the business. Um, basically, the journey has been that um, we ended up doing very well in the consultancy side of things. Um, and sold off the tree surgery side of the business to, to concentrate on the consultancy. Um, and um, from then just just grew really. It started with myself and, and my dad and, and then we started to employ other consultants. One of the first consultants we employed was Tracy Clark, um, who has her own consultancy now, fabulous consultant. 
and she was a really real key part in the early days of helping to build the company as well um and and yeah i mean when i started um we had aspirations and we still do to be you know very technical high quality we've always been about high quality and, and technical um, innovation mm. and so we invested in cad and at the time we thought we were really top of our game you know because we were working in cad and we um and we got a big utilities one of the first projects i worked with we've got a massive multi sort of uh, well uk-wide utility firm contract for assessing trees for risk so my job was to receive soggy bits of paper where trees have been sort of you know plotted by hand and then to type it up and in and into a schedule and plot it in cad and and we thought we were really, really sort of fancy for doing this now. But um, and now we're completely paperless. We've developed our own software wow. in conjunction with um, our associates, um, MyTrees, um, and and everything's digital. Um, and so I've gone from 21 years ago starting in the company doing sort of CAD and administration, and working in a converted uh, meat freezer that we turned into an office. Wow. On the on the yard where we ran the the tree surgery um, to today, where we have twenty one full time staff, around twenty sub consultants that work for us continuously, and we're a multidisciplinary environmental consultancy um, providing of ecology and landscape architecture and sort of land assessment surveys and GIS and topos and things like that. So wow. it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. Amazing how it's uh, how it's evolved over that period of time. So, um, with uh, your role, then um, obviously you started doing the admin now, and then then I think you said earlier that you were a director. So, you, when was it? Eleven years ago, you became a director? about ten years ago. I became a director in the company. Yeah, um, and at that time, I um, it it was it was one of the big sort of um, changing periods for us as a company was the two thousand and eight recession. Mm. Um, so that that was really tough for us at the time. We were only doing agricultural consultancy, and we were doing really, really well as a consultancy. We had lots of brilliant consultants, um, but it was all planning based, and a lot of it was for care home developers. One of which was about seventy percent of our turnover. Um, and we always knew we had all of our eggs in one basket, but when you're sort of making hay, it, yeah, it's yeah. very hard to kind of manage that and not be led by the nose. Um, and the 2008 recession um, hits really hard because that one client literally disappeared overnight. Mm. Um, so it was a big thing for me and I grew up really quickly, I must admit, and had to learn a lot about business and strategy and when you're not doing so well, what do you do? And, and sit back and reflect. Um, it's definitely challenging. Um, I had to make people redundant, which was horrendous. Mm. Um, and um, I had to basically sort of try and cold call, which we'd never done before. You know, we'd never advertised. We were, we've always got our business through recommendation and, and, you know, word of mouth, and we'd never done any of that. And, you know, it was hard for everybody at the time. But we sat back. And um, this is, I feel, when I really sort of became more of a manager of the company here, we sat back and we decided, what do we want to look like? You know, what, what do we want the business to look like in, in five years' time when we, when we ride this storm out? And, um, and we decided that diversification was key. 
So as I said at the time, we were purely R-based consultancy. Um, so the first thing we did was we decided to diversify the ARB sector of what we did. And so I spearheaded the department that now deals with true risk assessment um, and, and change our client base because we didn't want them all to be developers, you know. So now we have a huge part of the company, about 40% of our turnover is true risk assessment. And the clients that we have vary in that in that arena. So we have local authority mm-hmm. clients, housing associations, we have private landowners, um, utilities, schools and colleges, and a big array of clients, yeah. you know, um, less providing risk, that service. Much yeah. less risk, is so much less risk, proof, yeah. really. So if one's yes. one's affected, at least you've got the others, you're not relying on. Exactly, relying-to. exactly. So so we managed to achieve that. And then um, we decided to sort of expand further into other areas of work as well as arboriculture. So the first area that we expanded into was ecology. Um, and um, it's taken, it takes a long time to bring in a new service, to understand it, to be good at it, to get mm. the right team, mm. you know. And we've been doing ecology for 10 years now. And I would say, actually, the last year, it's really just just everything's clicked you know everything's fallen into place but it's not that it's been unprofitable but it's really taken off you know I feel like we're very comfortable with it you know it's really embedded you know it takes a long time to hone processes and and automation and technology around a product to make it really profitable and really slick Um, and so we feel like we've really cracked it this year which has been great Um, and obviously we're Siam registered practice, which was a big achievement. And then the next thing we went into was the landscape architecture. And this year we became a um, registered landscape practice. So it feels like the kind of strategy that we sat back and, and you know said this is what we want to do has finally come full circle for us, you know, which is really good. And and now I'm sitting back thinking, okay, so what's next? You know, and uh, and that's really exciting. That's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really great. Yeah, and never, I think it's a, a great moment. time in the industry for it. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Never a dull moment uh, um, at your company, is there? I mean, and think about the the people that are listening to this now. They're, they're all landscapers or landscape related. So you've just uh, mm. advertised all your wonderful services you offer. <laughs> so you, never, <laughs> you may get uh, well, never a bad busier. thing, is it? Yeah. Never a bad. May, thing. Maybe even get get you even busier. But look, I think um, yeah, at the moment in the current climate recession looming globally, especially mm. um, UK, US. For various reasons, as we as we know at the moment, um, you know the, some of these lessons that you learned from the last recession in two thousand and eight. Obviously, this time around, you're much uh, more protected. But yes. for, for those people listening to this now, I think you've got to start thinking about how do we recession-proof our business. You know, what kind of target mm. market are we in? What what kind of target market do we need to be in? Could we diversify? Would we need to diversify? Because you know, um, six twelve months down the track, I think it could be um, could be in a you know, quite a, a challenging situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one thing I would say is, you know, if you if you see a risk like we identified, you know, don't just talk around it. it you know, it, it's very hard when you're doing very well, but you know, if you see something that, that is is a risk to your company, you know, put something in place to try and try and rectify that because your gut will always tell you. You know, your yeah, gut will tell yeah. you that this is, this is a problem. 
Um, you've got to listen to that intuition. That, that yeah. is really important. And I think most people, well, some people don't always listen to that, and and then afterwards kick yourself. You think yeah, there's something wrong about that. Just something wasn't quite right. But I think you've got to listen to those kind of feelings that you get. You know, but you know, as you say, when when business is is going well, it's really really easy. Um, when yeah. times are tough, that's what really defines people as a business owner. And, and I've interviewed the pe- some people already on this this show, and, and that's a common theme. They've all been there, done that. They've been through two or three recessions mm-hmm. uh, and learned from them. So hopefully, the purpose of this channel, this 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 show, is to is to help people avoid those pitfalls and learn yeah. from people that have done it before, so that you don't have to go through the painful experiences yourself. It's so, always um, hard at the time, but if you look back at any struggle that you've had in business and, and you look at the changes that you made as an organisation, you're yeah. always so much more improved than, than before at that point. Yeah, and, and it also makes you as a business person bulletproof. You become resilient because you know that if you can, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. So your sort of resilience just grows and grows and grows and you become a much stronger, much better business person for it. If you don't have the, the hard times, you'll never really test yourself or or have to challenge yourself, you know, or improve, yes. you know, or make different decisions and start thinking strategically. So, um, oh, brilliant. Okay, so um, so at least anything that comes your way now, you'll be uh, you'll be able to ride the wave. <laughs> well, I hope so, eh? I hope so. You never know. I mean, we're in uncertain times at the moment and... But yeah. I do feel that the strategy that we set back then has put us in a much more solid position going forward. And, yeah. you know, as you say, and, and also the associations we've formed as a company. Um, I, I never undervalue the associations that we have with specialists and and our competitors, you know, seeing our competitors as allies rather than competitors. You know, nine times out of ten in business, if you're doing well, your competitors are doing well. and and I think so many people see themselves as an island and, and I think it's wrong, you know. Our associations have, have always been such a positive experience. I mean, we have associations with Treework Environmental Practice who are another or a cultural consultancy who we've had associations with for years and years. Mm. And we've de- developed our MyTree software that we collect all of our data through. So we collect all of our agricultural and our ecological data through that on tablet PCs in the, in the, on the site. And we've developed that in conjunction with them. And it's been a really rewarding process and a really great relationship to have. Um, as well as other associations with just specialists in the field, you know, that are just real experts yeah. um, in what they do, um, you know, and, and surrounding yourselves with those types of people, um, not just specialists in, in what you can provide, um, although we shouldn't underestimate that, but also specialists in like yourselves like business coaches and um specialists specialist accountants and you know all of those you know mm. surrounding yourselves with all of that support and and really nice people to work with um you, know, you can't do everything you can't be an expert in everything and, and, no. and you know it's much better to sort of lean on people and and, and see them as allies and, and just create that network of, of framework mm. of people around you to be able to do the best job possible Definitely, definitely. Surround yourself by great with great people, both internally and externally. You're not going to go far wrong, are you? No. I think some people have the wrong approach to comp- their competitors, but we, we've got this word called coopetition. So you're right. cooperating with each other, but you're in competition, but you coopetition. Yeah. And it's yeah, like an action coach word as far as I'm aware. But that's no, true. It's true. I think, um, you know, you surround yourself with good people, you won't go wrong. Um, so for you then, um, you've been a director for 10 years. 
Is it 10 mm-hmm. years? Yeah, 10 years. Um, yeah. You've now been in M- the MD for two years. Yeah. So what would you say the most important elements are to running a successful business? Oh, okay. Um, for us, we don't make anything. We sell advice and specialist advice, um, which is quite niche in a lot of respects. Um, and so, you know, one of our biggest things is the investment in our staff um, and the value valuing our staff um, and and staff retention. Um, because once we get good people, we want to retain them and we want to keep them. And and also just growing our own as well, having having the opportunity to have good people in place who can mentor and and bring people on and make it rewarding and stimulating for them to be in work every day. Um, which includes, you know, having that diversity of, of services and products and clients as well that you, you can give interesting and innovative work to your staff. Um, the other thing I think that's been essential to our success has been investment in technology. Um, I would say 99% of the time, the investments that we've made have paid off in, in regards to technology. Um, I've mentioned my trees, but we have also developed our own company database in-house. Um, we're pushing the boundaries with BIM and um, we've invested in Vectorworks. We have a whole team of CAD and GIS technicians here and people that 3D model for us and things like that. And, and, and those staff members are as important as the consultants because they enhance the quality of what we're able to achieve. So for us, it's, it's, they are the two sort of pillars that you know, help us to achieve a high quality product. And, and, and one of the biggest and hardest things that we find is a sort of barrier to that, um, as far as staff is concerned, is recruitment. It's finding good people in those niche areas and getting them to come through. Um, and in regards to the technology, it's keeping up with how quick it is, but it's also the, um, the space you need for service space and, and actually having a strategy for which is a bit that I find the most boring. But, you know, having strategies for actually managing the amount of data that you have and being able to um, make that future proof is huge because if you think about sort of BIM models and, and, and the size of files that you're working with, you know, it just becomes enormous amount of data that you're actually having to handle and manage and, and your computers need to be to the grade to be able to process that work. And it's only going to be get, you know, larger and bigger yeah. and more complex. So yeah. that's a whole other area that we're currently working on. Yeah, you just don't realise all these things when you first go into business or first start in the role that you're going to have to anticipate all these kind of challenges. You can go, oh, yeah, well, technology, okay, well, then that needs more, more, more space, more data, right? Well, more service based and climbing, you know, just yeah. learn, learning. And do all we the go cloud based, and do, yeah. do we have yeah. sort of you know a, a half and half situation, and, and what do we invest in as far as you know hardware is concerned? It's actually going to last us for five minutes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's, a, it's another huge topic that you have to then get your head around and. And also, you know, as I said, surround yourself with good people, and that includes IT support. Oh, it's totally. all part and yeah, parcel. Is, the it? whole business is is run on IT, isn't it? Yeah. The whole business without without even the internet, you know, your business doesn't doesn't function anymore. Yeah. It's not like years ago. Um, and that's the thing when you rely so heavily on something, if it goes down, then you know, it's like, oh, what do we do now? So you've got to be really careful because 
when you have a lot of people sitting there, you want them to be productive. So, uh, but we've never been at a better time, never ever been in a better time technology-wise with the amount of software that there's out there for, for your business, for landscape yeah. business, for designers, and it does evolve and it, you've got to keep up with, um, you know, with all the latest kind of software. But there's, a, there's an acronym that we use at Action Coach for system, and, and you might want to sort of make a note uh, yourself mm-hmm. or, or, or if you're listening to this. So system stands for, because this is what all good systems should do, save yourself stress, time, energy, and money because by having systems it should make you more efficient it should, yes. should make you money should save you money should 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 minimize your stress you know mm. and um and should um should improve the way that you do things and and technology obviously is one of the best ways and i i see quite a lot of landscapers i see a lot of other companies in all dis- different industries and, and still don't have the right kind of technology in place like a crm system yeah. something like that just to manage your sales pipeline and, and just keep your efficiencies you know where they need to be and keep you professional keep you consistent and that's what the good systems give you that that consistency yeah completely and also having the staff to sort of run those we've, we've invested in project coordinators within the organization um which has been really good because they've used all our sort of crm systems to manage all the data and everything else but over the next few years we have quite high aspirations to be able to deliver data um, in a format which is uh, usable in in regards to, you know, just not sort of a PDF of a a CAD plan or a 2D, an actual interactive model. We're already doing it with the tree risk element of the company. Um, We've developed with our very clever staff um, web hosting for our um, tree data so that contractors on site can access information, can update it, everyone can add to it, um, so that we're we're actually delivering something that's usable in, in an interactive technical form. Mm. Um, and we have aspirations to do that, um, obviously, in line with BIM um, across the, the landscape and, and uh, ecological and ARB areas in planning. Um, and, and, you know, and as you say, these systems should, should cut down your work. So we work a lot on optimization of, of, of process, you know, so that we're not ever double entering so that we get, I mean, we don't write our reports in Word, for example. All of our reports are um, produced by connecting our MyTree software to our company CRM database um, so that we automatically pull through all of the data that we've collected on site and we can then sort of auto-populate elements of the report. For instance, you don't want to have to write the address twice when you've already written it in your project database. You know, why should you bother doing that? And actually, it seems like small things, but when you add them up, they save a lot of time. Um, And so we work quite heavily on efficiencies like that um, to be able to support what we do. Yeah, I think systems and IT and processes. I think um, the whole business is run on systems, whether whether they're processes, whether IT systems, whether it's a manual process or whatever it might be. So the, the rule of thumb is eighty twenty rule. So eighty percent systemization, twenty percent humanization. So you need great people operating and training on great systems, yeah. and that's when it works. So uh, but you, you're always you're always going to need great people. The, the machines and robots can never take over everything. No, definitely not. Okay, good. So, um, what what parts of the business have you found to be the most rewarding, personally? Oh, um, well, 
when I got my directorship, I was put in charge of the HR element of the company and the accounts element of the company. Um, and so it was something my dad never really wanted to have to deal with the accounts and everything else. He was, I mean, he's an ARB, isn't he? You know, this is he's, he's gone into consultancy to be a consultant and, um, you know, he, he wanted to spend his time on developing those areas and the staff of them and, and that was the right place for him to be. So I learned very quickly about those areas and I think, as I mentioned, the investors in people was a, was a really rewarding, you know, process to go through and that was great. And, and actually managing HR and being forced into that area, which isn't always everyone's sort of natural sort of place, has been really rewarding. Seeing staff, you know, and implementing, you know, professional development plans and seeing staff achieve those and better themselves and get qualified in certain areas and learn and enjoy what they're doing has just been great, you know, and, and retaining those staff and... And to have that sort of verified by the investors in people comments that we got in our report um, was really humbling. It was, it was great. So I loved that. And also just um, another proud moment, I think, is, is from that real sort of dark time of the recession, setting that strategy and actually get doing it, you know, actually achieving it. Mm. Um, because you know, lots of people write a business plan and, and, and put it in a drawer, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, actually it. managing to to bring it full circle and being able to stand up in front of the company and say, look, you know, this was the strategy, and look, you know, this yeah. is the pie chart which demonstrates our client diversity. This is the pie chart that demonstrates our diversity of services, and and being able to create a company that is is sustainable and makes everyone feel safe. You know, especially in COVID, for example, you know, mm-hmm. when everyone, you know, felt quite vulnerable to be able to say, you know, well, we've had this strategy, we've managed to, you know, bring it to fruition and no one's got anything to worry about. You know, we're going to be all right. You know, this, yeah, yeah. this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Not for everyone. Yeah, actions speak louder than words. I think a lot of people spend so much time planning and saying they're going to do this sort of stuff and they think oh they think they've cracked it but then now that's just the start isn't it and then you have to take action actions speak louder than words yeah. as we say excellent so um, what advice would you give someone if there's anyone listening to this now and they're a bit stuck in their business and they want to expand but just don't quite know where to start what would you say to them i would i would I would say talk to people um you know see your competitors as allies Talk to people in your industry. Look at what they're doing. Look at what, you know, works. Um, if you have staff already, let them have a voice. Um, you know, just because you're doing it one way, sometimes you could become quite blinkered yeah. um, and not necessarily be able to, to see your way. Um, and, and it might be that you just need as well, you know, someone to say, no, I think that's a good idea, you know, just to verify your thought process because, it's scary sometimes, you know, and all business has an element of risk, but you need to sort of weigh up that risk and decide, you know, whether it's, it's you know, a good business sound, you know, opportunity or not. And yeah. sometimes you just need to bounce that off someone to be Definitely. able to sort of make up your mind about that. Yeah. Um, so I'd just say just, you know, don't be an island and talk to people. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. And it's a common theme, I think, because... Um, the industry you're in is such an abundant industry. Everyone knows each other. Everyone wants to help each other. They're very, very abundant. They're open. They want to help other people. They've been there themselves. 
And yeah. um, it's a friendly industry. I, I've, I've coached companies in all sorts of industries, but a landscaping industry as a category, that I've never known so many people that know other people in the industry and are genuinely yeah. kind, genuinely help each other. They phone each other, get, get advice. And I think it's so important. Like you say, it can be a real lonely job being a business owner. And there'll be people listening to this now who may be a bit too shy or, or don't want to bother other people because they think, oh, no, they're too busy. But absolutely talk to people, talk to people in the industry, talk to your, your customers, talk to your partners, involve everyone, all your staff members, get people's opinions, make them feel worthy. Um, and everyone's got a voice, everyone's got an opinion. So it's worth um, not just keeping it to yourself, just to, just to get it out there and share. Yeah, just, just for your own sanity, just like you say, to sense check things, to proof check um, that yeah. what you're thinking is actually right and it's not going to be disastrous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And associate with people, you know, do things together. Um, you know, as I said, some of the best things that we've ever done have been through association and, yeah. and surround yourselves with those good people. Um, but yeah, I think it's having the, and, and you know, it's just having the confidence to pick up the phone or have a team's call, or meet for a coffee and say, you know, how's it going with you? And, 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 and actually forming those relationships because especially if you're a business owner and you're starting out just by yourself yeah um you know it's it's really essential to have that network support and and as you say it's a, it's a friendly industry it's a great industry and and you know if your competitors are doing well so are you you know you, we shouldn't see each other as competition it's really yeah. you know if the, if the if the industry is buoyant then there's enough work to go around and, and Absolutely. we should all oh, work really. together there is, yeah, but I think you, you got to you make much better progress if you do talk to people and you collaborate with others. Mm. And you know, just e- even if you don't think anything's going to go anywhere, just contact as many people, build as many relationships as you can. And um, there, there was a very wise man called Vinnie Jones. You may have heard of Vinnie Jones. I have heard of him. Okay, but he went from hod carrier in South London to Hollywood superstar, making tens of millions of pounds. And one of the quotes I, I watched an interview of him about five years ago. And they said to him, Vinny, what, what's the secret to your success? You know, you've gone from hod carrier to Hollywood superstar. He said, you know what? The harder I work, the luckier I get. And he said, everyone told me I was mad. All, all the film houses he went to, he said, I want to be an actor, I want to be an actor. I'd slammed the door in his face, laughed at him, and he didn't give up, didn't give up, didn't give up. Just spoke to everyone, got himself well known. And eventually he made his own luck and he got lock, stock, two, and two smoking barrels. You know, so people are too scared to not, not try enough. And, and I think if you can get yourself out there, you make your own luck. You don't know where that bit of luck's coming from or what opportunity that might be. But if you're sitting in your office wondering what to do, you know, I think the, one of the best things to do is get out there, speak, speak to people. You know, it's a, contact, it's a contact sport. You can't, um, you can't sit in your office and sort of own your way to success. You know, you've got to get out there and do stuff. Speak. Yeah, I mean, even just yesterday, I, I was involved in a project and I picked up a report from a specialist company that were dealing with green roofs. And then, you know, there was a doctor, a doctor, and she created this algorithm. And I'm not going to go into the detail because personally, I don't fully understand it either. But <laughs> yeah. it, it was amazing what they've done. And I thought, I need to speak to these people because, you know, I need to, this is this could form a better offering, you know, by associating mm-hmm. with this company, I could form a better offering. And and so I come across things daily, you know, that excite me. And I think, you know, if it's sort of, you know, get to know a bit more about this and, and the people that are providing it and, and, and talk to them because it just makes your company that much better through that yeah. association. Yeah, and if you're open to those things, you, you see those opportunities when they arise. If you're not open to them, they sort of pass you by, you don't even realise. 
Yeah. I think if you're looking for them and you're always on the on the lookout, then um, you're going to find them. You're going to actually take take action on them. So okay. So finally, we've got one final question. Okay, and um, if there was just one golden nugget, one brilliant piece of advice that you could give to anyone who's trying to build their business from all your years of and all your experience of going through what you've been through through the recessions and people um, management and and developing the business and diversifying everything, what would it be? Oh God, that's that's just one. Hard one. Just one, just one. If you can, filter it down to just one golden nugget, your wise words of wisdom, no pressure. I would say that the best things that you will do in business come from collaboration with others. So just be really open to collaboration and be really open to learning constantly about technology and anything that just comes your way uh, yeah I, I really would and 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 that's collaboration with your staff as well you know that your staff are everything you wouldn't have a business without them so you know don't yeah. undervalue how they view things and, and let them have ideas and, and ownership brilliant i like that collaborate internally as well so collaborate yeah. with your staff collaborate externally it's all about people isn't it really i suppose yeah. at the end of the day and um, like you say, without those, without people, you can't, you wouldn't be where you are and you can achieve what you've achieved and serve your clients the way you do. So yeah, I'm well, very grateful for everyone that works at TMA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, you, it's clear. I mean, I, I've read, I read your, um, your um, entry in the Pro Landscape Awards. It, it was a, an employer award that you went for. And it was, yeah. It was phenomenal. It literally blew me away, as I said earlier. Anyway, so um, if people want to get in touch with you then, Ellis, um, or for, for whatever product or service you offer, yeah. um, you can, you can you know, even specify which service you'd like to, um, to promote or how would people get in touch with you? Well, we have a website, obviously, www.tma-consultants.co.uk. Um, our generic Email is info at tma-consultants.co.uk. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Alice McCauley. Um, yeah, feel free to drop me a line if you if you want to have a chat. As I say, I'm really happy to talk to anyone. Yeah, and what specific services would you sort of just highlight? What what ones would uh, would be would appeal the most to landscapers? Do you think? Uh, well, we we provide um, very expert and innovative solutions in, in terms of trees around development. Um, we also um, provide um, advice on ecological enhancements in terms of landscape design, um, urban greening factor assessment and biodiversity net gain are very sort of on topic at the moment and uh, we have experts in-house on that and very high quality sort of GIS analysis and information um, as far as that's concerned. So, you know, um, it's a broad spectrum of, of services as well as landscape architecture, but um, we have some really specialist in-house staff who can support on, on those types of projects. And, and we've also done things on, on development projects such as eye tree studies, um, which looks at carbon offsetting values of trees. Um, and you can sort of extrapolate tree growth, for example, to demonstrate what a landscape might look like in sort of 10 years to 50 years time. Right. and the benefits that, that that landscape might bring to the area to sort of um, inform the planning process, really, and, and, and look at, you know, tree removals versus new tree planting, for example, mm. and, and the value that that's going to bring over time. Also, you know, just um, 
advice on tree specification, um, species diversity is a big topic at the moment. So um, making sure that you know you're planting the right tree for the right place. Um, right. It sounds very simple, but it's not, <laughs> and um, and it's essential for these trees to, to actually give back to the future generations and survive. Um, you see a lot of the time, you know, tree put in the ground and they die within a year, and and that's money and time and and, and waste. So um, we can um, advise and give specialist advice on that area as well. Amazing! I'm learning so much. Brilliant. I'll speak to you all day. Very good. Thanks, Alice. That was amazing. No Look, and if anyone wants to get in touch with you, obviously they can go to your website and they can look at all these services uh, in a lot more detail. So anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank I'm sure friends. people get a lot of value from it. Um, uh, no doubt we'll catch up with each other another time soon. Yeah, thanks very much. Take care. Cheers, yeah. Alice. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Grow Landscapers podcast. To get in touch and see how we can help you with your business by emailing nick at nickruddle.com.